0: Hello, hi John. Hi Marilyn.
1: Okay. Uh, how's it going? Can you, can you hear me? I can. Are you Are you That's... concerned about your volume? Yes, I'm concerned about my volume. Uh, in my uh, in my in my own uh, in just oh wait a minute oh oh wait I just turned it up. How does that sound?
0: It sounds sounds fine. I I used to be concerned about my mass, and now I think I'm most concerned about my volume. How much How much area I take up. You know, what I mean not how much yeah. I weigh, but like like a, like a like a noble gas.
1: Yeah. I, I was just on an airplane yesterday, so Ugh. my mass is really well established. Oh god. Yeah, they gave me a <clears throat> they gave me an upgrade cuz you know the uh, airlines are really really trying to to uh to make to keep all their friends. Uh but they gave me an upgrade and it was a window seat. And you know, it's beggars can't be choosers. uh uh-uh. uh I didn't want to say, "Oh, wait a minute!" I don't want that upgrade. But then I'm sitting next to like a seven year old boy, and uh, I haven't had a like a panic feeling in a long time.
0: (laughs) For some reason, (laughs) an upgrade today is a little bit like the Vikings letting you sit next to a stronger man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like. oh Oh, thanks they're just crammed with people and everybody's everybody's so
0: fucking mad everybody's (sighs) mad john people have lost their shit everybody's so fucking mad all the time now
1: i sat there next to you know i'm sitting in the uh, toward the bulkhead and these two uh flight attendants are just talking about like they're just running down the list of all of the insane events that have happened to them in the last eight months, you know, completely candidly, like not even trying to, not even right. under their breath, just like, oh yeah, this They, they
0: been- must get, they must get at least one bananas thing, like every, <laughs> every day, if not every flight.
1: They're just rolling their eyes so hard and, and kind of, you could tell that they were looking at the, at all the people in the plane, just going like, who's next? What's the next, which one of you is? Oh, absolutely. Gonna, is going to like throw a pie or barf or, you know, whatever. But anyway, yeah, I sat in this chair and the plane's loading, you know, and this kid is already. Rustling next to me, and his dad is on the other side, and they're unpacking all of their video games and everything. And I'm just like, I can't be here. Get me out of here. And like, like legit, I, like you're about. You feel like you're about to lose it. Well, yeah. Just what it felt like was that
0: you're you're uh, on a on a fart tube full of long pigs, is what you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I was in a that yeah. someone was bricking up the wall, and I was looking for the <laughs> bottle of wine, and I was like, what? In the cask of Roderick Gado. <laughs> What? No. And they're just bricking this wall and it's just like right next to me. And, and, <laughs> and, and all, I, you, all you hear is, all you hear is like, sir, <laughs> sir, once again. <laughs> so I just, so I had to do the thing, which I've been trying to, trying to learn how to do whatever that is. Master your, 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 uh, verging panic where I was just like, what, do you know, what do I need right now? Like, what do I need? And, and think. Goodness. You know, I was, I've been thinking about throwing my phone in the ocean for a long time. And I just, I pulled out my phone and I was like, isn't there some kind of brick breaker or card game you could be playing right now? Mm -hmm. And I did. I found some. Do you have headphones? I do, but you know, they were in my bag and I had pushed them down under the seat in front of me and the prospect of bending down. Oh, I know. uh, Because I'm, you know, even in a nicer seat, if I try to touch my ankles Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very afraid that someone's going to put a bag over me and and that's the end, right? Like,
0: I can't (laughs) Oh, really? Like like maybe you're like a, like a shoe bomber or something.
1: Yeah. Like if that kid had climbed on my back when I went down to, uh, to touch my ankles, I wouldn't Uh have been able, there's no way for me to get back up. Right. I'm, I'm hemmed in on both sides. I'm hemmed in by the seat in front of me. So it would be like, it it was, it's like being a sapper in the Vietnam war. I'm not going down in that rat hole. Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get down there to get my headphones out.
0: I feel like that is the, of all of the things that can help me. Well, one way to put it is that all of my other senses, in addition to my brain, will continue to feel overwhelmed until I can deal with what I hear. And, and that the thing that most takes the edge off for me is noise canceling headphones. Like you could pull, pull something over your eyes, but you're still going to be hearing the zzz and the din and all that stuff. Um... But, like, it's it's easier for me to take the edge off with headphones and, and more difficult for me to take any edge off without them. But but just being so constrained in that little seat, like, I'm not a giant. I'm not a large hmm. man. But the, the, the allotted. I'm the quiet man. I'm, uh, is, he, is he a great man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was a, a business of pleasure. Why did you subject know, yourself to
1: moving? <laughs> you know, I, I noticed on this flight, too. How many flights have I been on? Mm. But on this flight, and I don't know what it was, but I became conscious of this, like, Mm -hmm. really low frequency, but but incredibly encompassing. It wasn't like a thing you could choose to hear or not hear. It was Mm -hmm. something that was bodily shaking the plane, but not shaking. It wasn't vibrating. Mm -hmm. It was just this, Mm. Mm. through the entire flight well it's like the way it's like the difference between
0: like did my did my kid just sit down too fast and hard on the couch versus an earthquake they both are a kind mm-hmm. of movement but but one of them is a deeper kind of movement it's one mm-hmm. thing for your plane to be rattled i mean you know what i'm talking about it's one thing yeah, for, yeah, you, yeah. for you to be rattled by a temporary like little um Pocket of air, turbulent thing, but then there's but the whole like the woo woo is is a deeper, more existential bowing of the planet. Well,
1: it is, and 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 what I, I mean, I know there are listeners to our show, and I hope they do write me and explain this to me. But I know this is a familiar sensation, and I I tried for a long time to figure out what was exactly happening. It's not a thing. the 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 sound and the the energy of it was. I think too great to just be some piece of machinery. Like you're saying, it wasn't just like something going, or like, it was something or even
0: like the, the one that I find the most upsetting that I think upsets a lot of people. And I, I'm not, I'm not an anxious flyer in the, in the normal sense. Like I just don't give a thought to the fact that I'm, you know, flying sure. through the air in a seat, but there is that one thing that happens. I think it's not long after takeoff that happens with the wing. Yeah. It's a very high pitched, like a, High pitched, but uh, yeah, but it's also like just just an erratic. It isn't. It isn't like um, a whole note that somebody's successfully holding. It's a little bit more wobbly, uh-huh. almost like a Bernard Herrmann um, string section. Yeah, like it's a little more like or some kind of aileron or whatever is changing. That's yeah. the one that gets me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it it's um it's definitely something hydraulic. It sounds happening. it sounds um concerning that i you know and the thing is what i noticed on this was i'm still 100% thumbs up on flying hmm. like i a couple of times in the last week i flew on a much smaller airplane a Cessna 208 which is not a which is not like a like a personal sized plane it's it's got eight seats but definitely like a little plane mhm and i'm I'm all about it. Like, yeah, let's do, you know, let's fly. And and looking out the window of a a flying airplane, I don't have the problem of like, oh, this is unnatural. I don't want to be in the sky. Like, it's not that at all. I'm really into the sky. Into the 208, I was sitting behind the pilot. And my knees were touching the back of his seat. And I was like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. And then he climbed in and pulled his seat forward. And all of a sudden I had... Ten inches of room between my knee and his seat, and I was like, "I like this. Mm-hmm. Like, Wee! it's just the thing up against my knee. You know, it's as mm-hmm. simple as like, how big is my chair?" <laughs> and uh, but this this throbbing, somebody's going to write and tell me what it is. Yeah, but course. it felt like you're saying <clears throat> existential, and 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 it was true. It's a five six hour flight. It was true throughout the entire flight. This sound this throbbing like deep pulse. And I, I know I've been on airplanes that have had this throbbing many times. This is just the first time that I really focused on it mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell what was doing it. Was it something in the, the sink of the, of the engines? I just, I don't know. And I'm, and I look forward to somebody telling, mm-hmm. but no, I was in Hawaii for the last mm. 10 days and I didn't. I didn't. I heard that's where all the billionaires are moving now. Yeah, it is. That's where the billionaires are moving. And actually, the island I was on has a kind of. We. I went to Molokai, which I'd never been that's to. Not a, that's not a real island. It's one of the islands that no one goes to, and it's mm-hmm. the one. Are you it's sure? the one. Well, it's the one <laughs> called, uh, or it's the one that everybody thinks of as the leper colony island. Oh. Um. Although the actual like historical leper colony is a, was a tiny tiny little peninsula on a very large island, it's not you know. But I grew up thinking like, oh, and one of the Hawaiian islands is only for lepers, which while technically true does not get at the fact that it wasn't it wasn't chock a block
0: with uh, lepers all over the whole island. It was just in one little space, right?
1: It was just in one little space, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. and um and also leprosy has been. A curable... We say, we say Hansen's disease now. Hansen's disease. Just mm-hmm. uh, because Beck uh, had it at one point. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, it's hard, you know, hard
0: <laughs> to... I can't find my bell. <laughs> uh, this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash super train. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything—your products, content you create, even your time. You can do it all with Squarespace. Let's say, uh, let's say you're the sort of person who writes. Maybe you're a blogger. You're making content, as they say. Well, the, the, you're going to look forward to blogging and commenting. You can create a community on your Squarespace website with a fully integrated commenting system that supports threaded comments, replies, and likes. You can use their powerful blogging tools to categorize, share, and schedule your posts as well. That's pretty cool. Uh, All the sites are uh, optimized for mobile. This is really magic. All Squarespace sites, uh, the content automatically adjusts, so your site looks great on any device or dingus. This is true. It really works. And maybe you want to save some time with cross-posting. Well, you can. It's built right in. Squarespace can auto-post your content to Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook personal or brand pages, whatever it is you want to do, all post entries and images are optimized and tagged so descriptions and titles will be correct wherever you are posting. I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. I've been with them for years, and believe it or not, you're using Squarespace right now because that is where we host the Roderick On The Line podcast. Big fan. So do me a favor right now. Head to squarespace.com supertrain for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code supertrain because that is going to save you 10%. Off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, you go to squarespace.com/supertrain. Offer code supertrain for ten percent off your first purchase, and you get to join the family. You know, you'd be with me. It's kind of an adoptive family, but you know, you're always welcome here. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows.
1: Um, it was well, you know, there's been a cure for it for a long time. I, there are a few people still living there who have lived there their whole lives, and it's treatable. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Put differently, I mean, I know there's lots of
0: things that are treatable. Can can you make leprosy go away?
1: Uh, Hansen's disease. Hansen. I'm sorry.
0: Um, Beck's Beck's
1: situation is is that (laughs) something you can make go away? I believe Mm. uh, that it is. uh, It is curable. It's a bacterial infection. Okay. And so um, you can give it uh, uh guess, yeah, from- well sure okay all right all right all, right, know, right. all right cool cool Cool. something something uh, something it's it's no longer it's, it's not either
0: colony or die at this point or colony I, and die i suppose
1: right i think that it's still you know that still like rages in certain parts of the world but hey, that, listen, that,
0: if any of our yeah. listeners have uh have that situation i apologize <laughs> i'm not trying to be unkind i i have some holes in my face you know from the time i had chicken pox so like not? I'm not, I'm not trying to be unkind like if you're you know if you're if your hog fell off or something I don't want to be mm-hmm. a dick
1: about it oh gosh too soon um, what's okay. weird is Molokai that Molokai in the old days uh, if you had if you had uh, Hansen's disease they uh-huh. uh, and this is the the true of this place on Molokai they would just take you from your family they declared you dead. Oh, and they man. put you on this thing and you were, that was it. You never did could Did you get to
0: chill again. or is it, did they add insult to injury or add torture to injury by making you
1: work or something? No, it seemed, it seemed, well, I mean, I think you work just to keep busy. But, you know, like, uh, like, sort
0: of like the whole like failure to communicate, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the movie, Cool Hand Luke, where like the whole point of what they're doing is that, and really, you know, any kind of quote unquote hard labor, whether that's happening in, you know, Poland or the former Soviet Union was mostly just to make your life miserable and potentially kill you. Like they're, yeah. they're, it's not a resort, but it's not pre- specifically like a prison, right? Do you know how it's much not, do you know about this?
1: It's not a resort because you do have the risk of your nose falling off. Oh, right, and nose, but, and uh, and the drinks aren't included. But it's not, it's do, not sandals. they should say saying the there, sandals. You know? There was a priest. There was a nun. You know, they. There's they only were, one parachute left on the Molokai. They were trying to help into live a nicer, nice, <laughs> uh, nicer life and the thing is you could live for a long time. You live I mean there are people that We, we that, sure are gonna uh, catch leprosy but, again, you know? Yeah, but you've been you even have, they were cured and the Hawaiian government said, well you don't have to be on the colony anymore and they said, no, you know, we've lived here a long time. We're gonna stick it out. So oh, no are some super, old people still living there okay who are cured of leprosy uh, but are mm-hmm. but they've chosen to make that their home. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. (gasps) Yeah. And you can't go there. I mean, or you can, I think you have to be 18 to go. Okay. There's a, but it's like like a donkey trail. You can't, there's no road. You can't walk down there. You have to like take a guided donkey trail, which I didn't do.
0: Yeah. I mean, the movie's not called Road to to Hansonville. Right. Yeah.
1: But I, uh, but I had never been to the island and it's a, it's a very different experience than going to Oahu or Maui or the big island. I've only been I to Kauai. Yeah, I've never been to Kauai.
0: Mind so me, mean, I've only been go. to Hawaii once. Um, yeah, but there's the, yeah, there's all you got Honolulu, Waikiki, you got all the islands. Um, now I'm, you're gonna make me look this up so I see where it is. Is it that little tail that you see? It's not wala, little. Wala, <clears throat> it's the
1: it's the it's it's surprisingly large. I mean, it's not big. It's well, only a ten miles shape? Oh,
0: what a pretty yeah. island!
1: Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Huh? Yeah, I'm so ignorant, well, you know, John. Well, you you don't have to look how big that th- is. Knowing things about Hawaii is a kind of specialization. Yeah, right? there I mean, but I lived, I lived, I've to lived the on show. the West
0: Coast for twenty years now. I should know this. It's it's it kind of looks like a like a dune sandworm a little bit. It's cool looking.
1: It's cool. I mean, there there's so much to know about California. Think about you've mm-hmm. lived in California for decades there're probably still tons of things about California.
0: I know I know about the sunset uh, and the Castro and the Western uh-huh. Edition. I've been on Fillmore uh-huh.
1: Street several times.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If, if oh, Visitation Valley that's an area.
1: If someone asked you to take out a piece of paper right now and write down every suburb you could think of <laughs> or every component you could think of of Los Angeles, right all of the little neighborhoods of Los Angeles, how many how many do you think you could get?
0: Six I could do West Hollywood. Right. Um, the place where Adam lived near the stadium, uh, mm-hmm. Silver Lake, maybe. Yeah, I mean okay. it's Chateau Marmont. Yeah, um, that's a place. Gary, Gary Cooper. Um, uh huh. Uh-huh. 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 Did I say West Hollywood already? Yep. Yep. West Hill, Philadelphia. Yep. Oh, West Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> is that where his parents had gone on a month's vacation? Yeah, wait a right. minute. No a week. How long were? It? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. No. 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 Well, the thing I say about California because it, it is one of those things that one. I mean. Who fucking cares, California? It is said. It is yes. said. Uh the all us? That, uh, well, sure. Governor Jerry Brown, um, President. Uh, what do they call him? Governor Moonbeam. Um, but you've got the thing. Here's the thing to know. I've been told mm. that California has, or I don't. I, I don't like to use the word "is." How long can people say "is"? Oh, really? I,
1: you I, don't like "is"? Is that? Is that? Are you a knight of well, me? It depends. It depends on it, how
0: you it, define. I don't like it when people say things like California, it, it, or like, I like people say, oh. oh, I am so OCD. You don't or, like am, you don't like is. No, semi, uh-huh. semi aren't, okay. semi is not. I okay. think it's important to know California is, represents the large ninth largest economy in the world. It has a larger mm-hmm. economy, about the same size economy, supposedly as like Italy. Right. I mean, because that really, to help you understand, like, why is it that cars don't uh, take leaded gas anymore. Well, in some form or fashion, I bet you can trace that back to California. Almost anything <laughs> that's happened is because California represents such a large part of the, the United States economy that, uh, whether, you know, as goes California, so goes the US and eventually the world, right? And yes. I think that's, it's not, it's worth keeping that in mind when you think about what a weird state this is. But the, the other thing that's huge about California, I know you know this, but forgive me, you get out much past Malcolm's country, you go to lots of areas in California, this, this, this ain't no blue state. We, we elected Ronald Reagan. And, and here's the thing like, no matter, I'm about to do a Turns Out on you. I'm about to do a, a Maggie Haberman New York Times on you. Like, no mm. matter what you know, it's probably wrong or not complete. Mm. Which, wow. which is to say, well, in the sense that mm. it's not, there's no easy way to define any of this. Mm-hmm. I remember reading a book. When, <laughs> I was a weird kid. I read a book in early high school called Megatrends. And it's about these 10 big things that were likely to happen in the US based on certain kinds of movements. And a lot of them turned out to be true, you know, including things Killer like
1: Killer Bees you know, and. No,
0: and, uh, quicksand, gorilla suits. Uh-huh. No, it was more like stuff like, you know, Florida will become a place lots of people move to. This economy will change from this to that and all these things. But oh, like, yeah. in, like, you know, in California, it's, uh, how can I put this? So, California, like, yeah, if you look at, if you were to pull out, you know, parts of Hollywood, San Francisco, uh, um, you know, you've got a certain kind of political or. Let's do well, it.
1: Let's pull them out.
0: <laughs> Berkeley, you have a certain kind of worldview, but Berkeley and San Francisco are not the same thing. Very much a coastline of Scotland problem. Like Berkeley is fundamentally different, even just politically, in in many ways from San Francisco. Also, what year of San Francisco are we talking about? Forgive me, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to like slice up a monolith here. But then, for example, you think of San Diego. Oh, yeah, San Diego, that's cool. It's really warm. You can get to Mexico. That's also very much a, a military ish city it's a large town too well now but you've also introduced the idea of like what do you mean by military everybody's like pro-war no i don't mean that i mean Mm. the the same kinds of sensibilities that you you might have experienced when you've worked with people who were in the military you can expect in san diego is that a bunch of gun nuts not necessarily so no. I'm just saying, it's that's total coastline, of Scott, and then you go all the way up to Reagan Country. You get up to Eureka, where you're practically in you're practically in Seattle at that point. It, that's, <laughs> the whole place is is so big, and anything you try to say that that is or equals California is going to fall apart so many ways along the way. And this is something I really accepted about the entire United States during COVID is that it's so difficult to say anything about any area. Because again, coastline of Scotland, the closer you get, the more you zoom in, the smaller of your measurement of something is, I don't know. I live in the most conservative, I live in the most politically conservative area in San Francisco, at least at at a recent point. And and still, I mean, well, it's like, it's it's a lot of like middle class, upper middle class Chinese people who have like a a worldview that's not the same as people, you know, who moved into a, a place in Soma last week. Anyway, I just, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I'm very open to the idea that I'm willing to trade away some of the, I'm, here's one, let me give you a vision. My vision is uh, to get to a place where I'm willing to trade away some of the, apart from the easy ha-has that a podcast host would want to offer about, you know, easy lines. I'm, be, I'm be trying to become more comfortable with the idea that any kind of rounding up that we try to do about people tends to fall apart as soon as you, get a count of how many people were being <laughs> were being uh, rounded up, uh, rounded up. Right. You know what I mean, though, in a math yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: You don't say California is, because what is California, and what is is?
0: I guess so. It didn't sound as smart as I thought it would, and I'm not really sure what it has to do with the sandworm of Molokai.
1: Well, what's interesting is San Diego is the second largest city in California. Did you know that? Bigger than San Francisco. You always think I, uh, of San Francisco as as
0: number two. I think of San Francisco as being cosmopolitan, but not large. I think of I, I, LA, right? LA than um, than uh, San Diego. San Diego. San Diego is uh, large. LA than LA is like is that that's what you're like saying? S- well, but that's also like saying like you know looking at Florida. Well, how okay? What Florida are you talking about? The the mm. southeastern corridor from Miami you know, up through the Treasure Coast. Like, that is a megalopolis. It just happens to be a very narrow one defined by I-95. It's like, but like there's this incredibly, this long, narrow corridor that is now becoming more and more the way America works. And this is why when the the political pundits want to get out and say a word like, what's a word? A word like uh, like Minnesota, for example. Well, you got Minnesota and you got these, which is maybe, there's some states in the U.S. Let's just even talk about how they vote. It's a mostly red state, except for these two enormous blue pimples that represent Blah. a huge mass of the people who actually vote in things. So how, what do you say that state, quote unquote, is? Well, it is what it is. And like, there's not a lot to be gained by trying to like round. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to grow, John. Oh. I want to hear more about Molokai.
1: That's wonderful. I'm happy oh. that you're trying to grow. California's big. <clears throat> it's a big, big place. You know, It is. It should be seven states. That's what California they say. should be seven states. The United States should be a hundred states. Oh. If the United States was a hundred states then I think everything mm-hmm. would be fine and we would all the love it. The puzzles would be more than. difficult, but more, huh, huh, more fun. Huh. I bet mean, we, well, lo- we get I mean, rid of a lot. That's the thing. I a puzzle of, a of lot- the United States where each piece is just one of the states, it's too boring. That's for little well, kids. I was
0: watching a Veep the other night where a very funny episode where she's, uh, it's one of the seasons where she's <laughs> running for president and she's in Iowa and someone gives her a butter sculpture of Iowa. And of <laughs> course, it's like it's like the puzzle pieces where
1: you're like, which rectilinear state is this?
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I mean? But, uh, you know, Iowa is four different states, really. When you get into Iowa, it's like you think you know Iowa. I bet you Missouri's four you know, different I states. I bet there's a butt-ton of states that are several different states. Yeah, think about I think fucking Missouri Ohio. is think of kind f- of just two states. Missouri your mom is and I are,
0: states. Your mom and I are both from oh, Ohio. We were both born in Ohio. And whenever yeah. somebody says Ohio is dot, 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 like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, again, I haven't lived there in such a long time, but I knew even not very long after we had moved to Florida from Ohio, that Cincinnati is unique in the true sense of the word as a kind of city, especially as a kind of city in Ohio. It's very conservative, very close to Indiana and Kentucky, and we're more culturally similar in many ways. My whole family's from Kentucky. They're not, like, they weren't born in Toledo, right yeah your mom is from in ohio then in some ways is much closer to a um i mean it is a midwestern farm area your mom is from mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they they don't but make th- tires it's not that their city was gone there's like and then you, you get uh you get columbus which is like a little bit more metropolitan because it's a capital you get dayton which has some industry in it and it's like the you thing- know it's a big fucking state ohio is what <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, the the thing about if if we're gonna have a hundred states in the United States and oh. you've got a state like Ohio that's really six states, you're gonna have to lose some states, right? Which means that Oh, you're saying like one in, one out? Yeah, that Delaware is really just part of Philadelphia. My whole my my wife's whole family obviously is from Rhode
0: Island. Rhode Island yeah. could be folded into three different
1: states. Yeah, let's just call Rhode
0: Island. pick a pick a lane, Rhode Island. Are you? Well, I can do <laughs> Mid Atlantic. Are you going to try and be uh, like baby baby Massachusetts? Like there's parts yeah, of like just,
1: they're all swampy there. We
0: have family keep... in we have family in Swansea, and like you dip in and out, and you hey, okay. Here you go. Here's one more. The town inside of Providence, where my wife is from, which is called Barrington. Barrington is a dry city. There's counties that are dry and not dry. You have to drive into Massachusetts, which takes you like three minutes. To like go get beer on a Sunday, other places, and then you got to get the the alcohol. I'm just saying the all those rules. They have like a lot of like South Carolina style rules in in parts of Rhode Island. All completely wackadoo. Do we need an entire? You know, this is not nothing against Ted Leo. I don't. I, I don't know if you're a fan of our program. I'm just here to say this is nothing against Rhode Island or New Jersey. But those, I'm sorry, Ted, both of the states that you're from could be easily folded into other states. Mm. No, I'm just saying. If we had to let a new guy in, let's say you only got 50 slots. Maybe we have a table we really liked that has only 50 seats, and so if we want to invite in somebody new, one like in your case, for example, Delaware. I don't know where all the credit, money laundering stuff will go if we get rid of Delaware. But if Delaware is, if somebody wants in, Delaware might have to be out. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some states that uh, that are just states. There are some states that think they're two states, but they really don't. They shouldn't be any state. So we combine some, we break up
0: others. California, as you say,
1: well, let's let's not be
0: cute about it. If we decided to break California, I mean, arbitrarily, if we're going on a, I guess it needs to be geographic, otherwise we'd confuse the children. Let's Say for the sake of argument, we make four Californias. And that might be, that might be, you know, East, West might be North, South in parts, but we swath it up into four reasonable areas that make, make life easier for people then some other things are going to have to move. But there's, John, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Nobody wants to talk about this because they think that since they're on the East Coast and in Eastern Standard Time, they think they're really special. We could fold in a lot of mid-Atlantic states, a lot of colonies, if I'm being honest.
1: If you think about Eastern California, it's really Nevada. Or Nevada is Eastern California. But Nevada doesn't need to be separate from Eastern California. Oh, shit, dog. That that changes
0: everything.
1: Yeah, so you, you have if California's gonna be four states, you gotta lose some you gotta lose two states if we're only gonna have a hundred states. Okay. I think it's a better plan. I think it All would right. be easy. Idaho likes to think it's two states, but it's really not. Idaho is just part of western Montana. But in the case of like Eastern Virginia, Montana Virginia versus
0: West Virginia, real different
1: things. They could be all one cuts. state. I mean, it'd be a big state. And, right? give, and you it'd know, give
0: it bigger. all to the, um, give it all to the First Nations people. That's what I say. Give it all back. Sure. And I don't well, mean like but, reservation but, style. But, you can come and get it anytime you want. You don't need a reservation. You well, take the nice whole, be... whole. How about any rectilinear state uh, goes to the Native Americans? If it's a rectilinear state, they get it back. Pennsylvania, Pen- that's a good one. It's Keystone state, they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, looks Pennsylvania. Like a I know there's ex- it almost really. exactly. Isn't there almost exactly two Pennsylvanias? Oh boy, I don't know. You think cuz you got Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. I guess you could, I mean if you want to get cute about it, if you had extra spots, I wouldn't waste them on this, but I guess you could say the Philadelphia part, the Pittsburgh part and the rest. Now, in 1978, pre-Allentown, people would have had probably a real different idea about what you're going to do, what you can do with them parts of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, this is a very interesting idea. You know what, John, I'm going to say, not even if you're in accelerated class. I think if you're in 5th grade, this should be a class for the entire Year. Let's talk about if we were going to, within certain constraints, because you don't want to get cute about it, you don't want to Kobayashi Maru the shit, but you could say within certain constraints, how many states should there be? How should it be split up? What what are, let's let's do this. Over this year, we will discuss six different ways we could choose to reorganize the United States arbitrarily go. That would be so much more interesting than doing like Indian burial grounds and, uh, you know, paper mache maps of Ohio. (laughs) This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Truebill. You can learn more about Truebill right now by visiting truebill.com supertrain. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, or you simply forgot about. On average people save up to 720 th- On average people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B. who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, and I saved $840 a year on car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com SuperTrain. Go right now to Truebill.com SuperTrain. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com SuperTrain. Our thanks to True Bill for supporting Roderick on the Line
1: and all the great shows. It's a Randall Monroe thing, I think. Love that. Randall guy. Monroe, you know, he sits He's and so does this type smart. of thing all the time. And I think people, uh, and I get a kick out of it. He's so smart. What, one of the things that I always try and figure out is I don't know, I've never been to Australia. I don't know anything about it. Right. I mean, that's not true. I know some things about it. But when people ask me about the geography of Australia, I'm always like talk about ah, extreme
0: example of some some
1: cities. There's the a one. Lot of there's other the stuff. other. It's like yeah. the north is the south up there. It's hot. You it's really Sydney, hot. Yeah, Sydney you some, got Adelaide you, Yeah, New Zealand is actually underneath it. It's not over to the side. It's like kind of down and you know it's like dip back into the left. Yeah, but so, New Zealand's
0: and, like a little hard body.
1: That, that that's a that's a that's a
0: very cool. I loved visiting there.
1: But it's but, two. It's two. There's two New Zealands. There's the one two, two and then Zealands. there's the other. Okay. Yeah, it's two. it's two Zealands. <laughs> Molokai is an example of an island that. Um, whew, it's it's very complicated to try and describe. Because I'm looking at it in a
0: map. It looks like there. It's a, if you so there's what looks like a fairly inhabited-ish area in the northern and more eastern section. It's no. very mountainous. Well, I'm seeing a lot of what look like roads here.
1: Those are ghost roads. Those are uh, not what you would call roads. In okay. fact, most of those roads that look like the grid of a city mm-hmm. farms. are um, uh, those farms are abandoned, uh-huh. and those roads are rutted. Okay, uh, kind of. You need to be in a four wheel drive truck to go through them.
0: Hualalu, All- Hul- looks like maybe. What, what was the... Can, well, don't don't tell me because I don't want to uh, compromise your upset. Can you tell me roughly what part of the uh, well, island you are on? So,
1: so Kanakakai is the big town. Okay. And Kanakakai has a population of about a 1,000. Oh, um, man. The entire island has a population of 7,000 people. The entire island of Molokai? Yes. Are you kidding 7,000 people. Now, oh my gosh. Oahu, which is right next door, has what I... Over a million, million and a half, two million G- people, something like that. Molokai has seven thousand people over the over the entire island, and that includes the people with hands and Jiminy Christmas! So the experience of being on Molokai is unlike. I mean, it's it's Hawaii, so it feels like Hawaii, and you're you're very definitely in Hawaii, and the people are Hawaiian. So they got they got, they got morning roosters there. Uh, there are roosters, but not morning roosters. Not like they're not, ro- it's oh, not, you a get a night rooster. roosters. rooster. <laughs> it's not, a ro- no, there's <laughs> night, night lizards, but no night roosters.
0: We had a lot of, on, in Kauai, we're in the like very Northern part, slightly Eastern, but there's like this one little kind of area. There were so many morning roosters and so many feral cats, a lot of feral cats.
1: There, I never saw a single cat. On Where did you
0: live? What island was he on?
1: Uh, Maui. Maui. Okay. And Maui's the island I've probably spent the most time on, but this, I was staying, so I was staying in a, in a place on the far, uh, the far eastern edge. Um, is that right? The far eastern edge. Yeah, I, I was on, no, I was on the far western edge. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. In, um, in a complex that is basically an abandoned hotel and golf course <laughs> and you think that i'm kidding but it's it's called the kaluakoi villas okay and it it was a giant and super awesome 70s style hotel complex and to look at it, like a
0: Mel Brooks at the Marriott style modern thing, or like an old school renovated thing. Like no, it's it used like to the, be an they, institution they or something. Built it
1: completely out of uh, oh, whole, really? cloth. but what it looks ah. like is it. It looks like a '70s version of a Hawaiian village. So it's got peaked roof, kind of. I mean, it honestly couldn't look more like a uh, like a 1979 idyllic kind of golf course hotel with a with a swimming pool that looks like a uh, like some kind of four lobed you know it's like it's like one of those swimming pools that that they invented skateboarding in it's got it sits on a cliff overlooking these beautiful beaches with the ocean crashing over the rocks and at some point what happened was half the island of Molokai was a giant ranch dating all the way back to when there was a king of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And the ranch went through multiple permutations over the years. It was a cattle ranch. They grew sugarcane and they grew uh, pineapples and all of those industries kind of one by one. Like when I was a kid, they grew so many pineapples and so much sugarcane on Hawaii, and then it just became easier to do that in Asia and Latin America, and the market dried up.
0: I can't I can't help but I've, I know I've said this at least four times to you, but uh, something that was something that was a, 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 a constant this sounds silly, but you and I grew up in the 70s we watched TV. Something that was a constant presence for me, especially in ads for places like Sears, was a phrase that they would often say, but you would always see at the bottom of the screen, and you know, what, what? what is the phrase that you would see when they would talk about a sale at Kmart or at Sears? What was the phrase that you would always see in tiny letters at the bottom of the screen? Um, uh, Prices differ, something like prices differ in Alaska and Hawaii.
1: Oh, Alaska and Hawaii, right. And also showtimes, the the TV
0: shows oh, would air at different times,
1: Alaska but, and Hawaii. But that's something you spent
0: time growing up with in Alaska. It's something, yeah. and like, let, that, that's not, An inconsequential fact about those two most recent states. The getting stuff, the supply chain type stuff, must have been really complicated in Molokai compared to. It's
1: not a must have been. It's a. It's a thing that's still true. There are only, by my count, four grocery stores in Molokai, and none of them are what you would think of as what you would recognize as like a like a it's none of them would be a gro. i mean the the biggest one would be a grocery store in your neighborhood in san francisco and it right, wouldn't right. be the store that you went
0: to closer closer to like the way we would think of maybe like a general store or a even like a like a grocery at a resort as against say like a super walmart They're they might have a fishing net back there somewhere but you're probably not going to get exactly the pokemon that you want
1: most of the stuff in in at least two of the stores, most of the stuff for sale still has its Costco price tag on it and then there's another <laughs> price tag put over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pick if you're the sauna you love so much.
1: But it's really interesting because mm-hmm. I mean what happened was this this resort got built. Tell me at, again, would you mind telling me again what the name of it is? So it's called the Kaluakoi Resort. If you Google it, the whole story will be revealed just in the first few pictures. Oh, never mind. I'll close it. I don't want to be surprised. Okay. Um, and it, they built it with a golf course and everything, but it was built as part of the, the 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 ownership of this giant ranch transferred hands several times until it was basically owned by a succession of corporations that tried to develop it as first a luxury resort and then uh, home sites for for millionaires and billionaires, as as is true in every direction. But Molokai had a couple of of things that made it difficult. There were, There's not a lot of water on the island. And also, the people of Molokai did not, like nobody in Hawaii, I don't think, wanted it to become an incredibly expensive vacation destination. But it happened on Maui and it happened on Oahu. Uh-huh. In ways, you know, that kind of took everybody by surprise, and it happened. It, it was, you know, it was just a, it was a third wave of colonization.
0: Yeah, and I'm guessing that, that was not a, based on the reception, completely understandable uh, reception, the frosty reception I received from every person who lived on that island. That that was probably not a bottom up approach to say, hey, let's 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 have this nice collective that we make into a hotel. It's probably more like big hotel companies or whomever golf companies like dive in. gobble up land was it more like that
1: well it was but you know hawaiian culture was super duper hierarchical even before europeans arrived right it was always Mm -hmm. like the the top one percent owned 99 percent of the land Mm -hmm. and so it was a situation kind of like india where the colonizer came in and just said oh well that's great we're just going to be we're the new top and then you guys just keep doing what you've been doing so you know it's the 90% that just starts to accrue up to us. The <laughs> nothing else has to change about your hierarchy,
0: except for the fact that there's a new, I mean, it's like, you know, like a new when top. it's like when Dean Wormer invents double secret probation, it's like nothing else has changed. It's just, there's an error area higher up that you don't need to worry about, but your hierarchy right. you is don't need be to be the same. No.
1: But in Molokai, that development didn't happen in the sixties and seventies because it was owned by this giant pineapple ranch. And then when everything, when, when all of the economy fell away, it was late enough in the game that I think the Hawaiians of Molokai were like, wait a minute, we don't want this now to convert to a millionaire, billionaire resort. Uh And they actually like fought a resistance movement, like a, like a insurrection almost. Like they, they blew up the water pipes. They tore down the street signs. Wow. Wow. And so this company that built this, this resort and, and believe me, when this resort opened in 78 or whatever, 82, it would have been a killer place. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the company was trying to, you know, trying to expand and open up all these, these big, rich homes and, and, and complexes. And the people of Molokai put up enough of a fight that the company was like, okay, you know what then? We're just going to shut it all down.
0: Like they were enough of a pain in the ass that it was not. This was not going to be the. I don't know if conquest is too strong of a word. The, the easy get that they thought it was going to be because of the the friction that was being caused by people who actually live there.
1: And at this point, like a third of the island or a quarter of the island is owned by this company, but the company is big it enough. The pineapple. Some, the pineapple company. Well, uh, I think it had transferred to some Indonesian property company and was now part of a global you know, (laughs) Monsanto, whatever I'm gonna call it. And they were able to just take a, to just write off whatever the investment was and put up chains across all the roads that said Hmm. no trespassing. And they just closed. They just closed, uh, 35% of the Island. Hmm. And the resort just sat there like the swimming pool, trained and the and they, they put just pulled up stakes up over the and windows. that was it. Gone, wow. gone. Okay. They were like, "Oh, you don't want us here. You want to blow up our pipes or whatever." Fine, goodbye. And so there's no tourism industry for all intents and purposes on Molokai. Oh, there's wow. one hotel, and it's a hotel that's like that's a Magnum Pi hotel that's got like it was built in 69 and it's and it feels like it was it's still in 69 and then everywhere else you go it's like a um it's not it doesn't quite feel like a like a like a reservation but it's definitely there's there's no money there and no industry there and and and,
0: but like there's also just the thing of like when you're not from somewhere and you arrive somewhere there's like, if you if you arrive in, whether that's San Diego, San Francisco, or for that matter, Waikiki, there's going to be a lot of signage to indicate that you're welcome there. And, like, here's here's the places that you're welcome and where you can spend money and signage for all that kind of stuff, right? In that area, maybe less of that, where it's like, hmm, there's not, if you were just scanning the horizon, it would not be obvious, like, where you would want to go and, like, try to get a motel room or is there a Stucky's, that kind of stuff. It feels like it's, this is for local people.
1: There are signs on the road that say visit, spend, leave that are just like staked in people's yards. And there's maybe even a billboard that says it mm-hmm. not a, not a billboard like you would see in California, but like a, like a five by five sign or something yeah, that's, yeah. that's on two by fours. So it's, it's pretty explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, they want, they want you to visit, but if, if you see the sign, you're already visiting. So the, the visit part is like right, visit, spend, like yes. Although nothing really to buy or spend money on, right, and then leave. And well, I think well, leave what part is of the visit, key.
0: spend, leave don't you understand, sir?
1: And I think the rest of Hawaii long ago, uh, kind of, I don't know, succumbed to the idea that there were going to be pe- there were going to be plenty of people that visited, spent, and stayed or thought they would stay, you know, they'd buy land and they'd turn mm-hmm. it into something and then they'd sell it to somebody and so forth. And this is come out, come been this
0: Beautiful, clean country with your Chinese, suits with your, and your oily yeah, hair, yeah. oily hair. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no, you know, there are a few restaurants, but very much catering to local people. Like it's the one place in Hawaii that you can't get sushi, but also it's maybe the one place in America that doesn't have a Chinese restaurant. Or a Mexican restaurant, or <laughs> a Thai restaurant, or an Italian restaurant. Like, there's no if there's you no, wanted to no go out. For that. No, if you wanted to go out on a on a Saturday night, um, you know you're gonna you're gonna get mo uh, loco moco. So I spent a I spent a couple of weeks there, and it was it was a lot of food for thought. Really profound, hmm. kind of wondering about about hawaii which i have a lot of experience with and i was i'm always looking for aloha and there's lots of aloha on molokai but it's in a very different it's a in a different package
0: oh yeah it may not be the aloha you want but it might be the aloha you need i don't isn't that possible yeah i didn't find like you don't it don't get to the pick aloha your aloha. I needed either hmm. uh, well
1: yeah yeah, you have to find aloha where you find it, and uh, well, that was and the whole happened- point of the turtles.
0: Am I wrong, John? I'm not trying to be contradictory, but my the point of the turtles was, and you you observing these little fellas was that like there's there's the 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 sort of keening aloha that one wants, or there's the sort of al- aloha you you whatever you want to whatever noun you want to put on this thing that could arrive for you is like you like for me as an anxious person, the, the developing peace of mind is not going to come from the temporary satiety I get from new information. It comes from being someone who can let go of the concern that causes me to crave new information. Guess what, sir? You're soaking in it. Now you're in aloha. That was The, the, the aloha you thought you wanted in the past is not helping you. The one that this little turtle guy is going to show you in time could be what you need, but you're going to have to let go of that place, the mainland. And here, the aloha you will find is going to be pure, the pure uncut Molokai shit.
1: There isn't that though. I mean, hmm. there isn't pure uncut um Molokai shit because there's no escaping there's no escaping history mm-hmm. in Molokai. Mm-hmm. There are places that and this is this is true in Molokai that I've never I haven't seen since the seventies. There were places where I could stand on on a beach in Molokai, a beautiful beach. And see as far as you can see in any direction and see no other sign of human beings or, or habitation or development at all. Like, like one of the longest beaches in the Americas. I mean, there's, there are wonderful beaches in Brazil that are like 300 miles long, but like this was like a four mile long beach where there wasn't another soul. Hmm. Um, the tallest sea cliffs in the world, maybe.
0: I'm seeing some. I'm, I'm uh, thinking about show art, and I'm just looking at some photos of Molokai and I'm I'm struck not not geographically by the like the the vertical flatness of it, but it does remind me almost of like Dover or not Calais, yeah. But like one of those beautiful European cliffs where you're like that's so beautifully impossibly high, and these are very cliffy cliffs down to these gorgeous like small width beach, but
1: like yeah. you know it's an island, it's
0: got a lot of beach.
1: Yeah. And, and, and a lot of, I mean, half of it is very dry. Half of it's very wet, but yeah, the, 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 you're never far away from thoughts of, uh, war, right? Mm. Violence and resistance Mm. and anger. And that feeling of anger that you get when you go to places that have been heavily colonized Mm -hmm. is like a it's so it's so palpable even when you're not talking to anybody or confronting anybody just standing in a place you feel it you feel that that those waves and in other places in hawaii you can put your head under the water and the turtles are a prehistoric and you get you're you're in an environment where the aloha is is present and the anger is up, you know, it's if you lift your head up above the water, it's there. But in Molokai, it's always there because there's not the other stuff drowning it out, right? There's not the because when you're in Maui or you're in Oahu, there's also tremendous wealth mm-hmm. that vibrates and distracts. And also, you feel as a middle class person, oh, there's all that wealth and that's the them and they are the reason that everyone's so angry. We, we, we do this a lot in the U.S., right? You, you you put yourself in a place where it's like, oh, it's not my fault. It's the 1%. It's the 10%. It's them. It's the rich. They over mm. there are the reason that the 80% over here are so mad. And I'm in this special bubble of like, well, I'm partly complicit, but not really, you know? Mm. And in, in Molokai, there is, I mean, one of the craziest things is there are big homes there. It is there are people with $5 million homes that on Maui would be a $20 million home. But if you had a $5 million, I thought about this a lot. I because I went to everywhere that you could go. If you had a uh, if you were a millionaire and you had bought a beachfront home in Molokai, you would have every week to ship your own food in. You'd have to hire an airplane to buy fancy food or what you would think of as, you know, like normal food and fly it in and drive it across the island to your home because there would not be food available on the island in the stores that was at the level that you were accustomed to. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you just shopped in the stores on Molokai, you'd be living in a $5 million house and you'd be eating reservation food, basically, you know, Mm -hmm. Costco food. Shave ice. Yeah. Well, no, there's no shave ice on Molokai. Hmm. There's no, there's an ice cream place. it's more appealing. But you can't, you know, there's no, there's none of that like, hey, well, welcome yeah, to Hawaii. Yeah, I'm get Here's a, like a Whataburger. A, Yeah, I get it. No. So yeah, so so Aloha was, it's in the air, right? It's in the water, but there's a different style of it. You know, a, like uh visit, spend, leave. That's much more acute because it's not, you can't, turn your back on it or you know you can't then go into a a, uh, a shave ice place where everybody's being nice <laughs> and do a do a black pearl on it so yeah and then also of course living in an abandoned resort really is i realized i kind of belong in a in an abandoned hotel it's sort of where i why do you say that i i just it just it's like post-apocalyptic but tropical mm-hmm. which it's not it's not like the road where you're just out in in some windswept i mean it was windswept but i don't know i just uh i love it but that's a lot more uh affordable i,
0: I would st- i would do a search go on zillow i don't think zillow in molokai but do maybe just go start uh you know, just search for any any title for for a property that includes the word abandoned in the title <laughs> no you <laughs> not tear down tear down's different but abandoned like i was watching what oh god severance and uh there's a guy who's like at one point living in a greenhouse basically like mostly outside and you know or i think about like you know in that game uh where the in the was it the colossus uh game like uh where like you know just think of like, living in a temple like big open abandoned yeah. vines
1: yeah. F- yeah. fountains that don't work. Like, yeah, that's almost what this is. Yeah, And, and you yeah, can yeah. buy a, a studio or a one-bedroom condo in this complex where the beach is, like, right there. Epic Hawaiian beach for a hundred Studio is in, like, a one-room plus a bathroom? Yeah. Or a one-room kitchenette at the end. That's plenty bathroom, for me. Yeah. I'm or am a guy. I could totally live in that. Or, like, a one-bedroom where there's a be, actually a bedroom in the back mm-hmm. for $150,000. $100 oh, God. $180,000. Oh. And... If you don't want to go to a restaurant or a movie or a anything, if what you want is to be in seclusion and have this natural beauty access to it and live a kind of at a subsistence level, you could be in paradise. For It's like one of the last places in the world you could. You would just have to navigate the sense of like, I'm living in a ruin, and the reason it's a ruin right. is if because you're somebody the who loves Hawaii, here.
0: not the things we, the white people have built in Hawaii. Like, if you like actually the, the that 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The um, uh, not obscurity, but like the maybe the lonesomeness of that remoteness. Like remoteness, yeah. sure, right? But but you're saying it's like an so there's like an apartment
1: complex where people have bought units like that. What I think happened. It's hard to get a straight story out of anybody, but what I think there was a guy, a British guy that was running the little bodega store inside the ruins of the old hotel. Mm -hmm. He was like a British guy that had a bunch of uh, tattoos that had faded into just looking like he'd spilled motor oil on his arms. Hmm. And, and, you know, and he had a pair of glasses on top of his head and then another pair of glasses on and he, and the store was called the store. And he was just, sell, he was the one that was like, you know, he had uh, those Costco muffins, but he had repriced them so that each one was $6. <laughs> and I, the, so, the K and Kirkland into like a B. <laughs> <laughs> so so I said, I, I was trying to get the, some of the story out of him. And it was, it was half hotel, half condo complex. Hmm. And when the hotel part closed, the people that owned the condos still lived there. So the golf course gradually turned into grassland. And then gradually turned into like scrubby trees and the the remnants of the golf course, like the little, the little roads for your golf carts and all the fairways, they're all still there. Hmm. It's just, they're, they're all like prickly bush now. And the people that lived in the condos were like, no, 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 we, we're not, we're, we, you're not closing down the condos. And so half of the buildings still have people living in them and roofs, new roofs. And they actually sued the company and said, you guys, if you read the bylaws, you're responsible for keeping the swimming pool clean because they'd let it go to shit. And they won in Hawaiian court. So this billion dollar company that owns this land that's let it just go to hell, had to send a team back to get the swimming pool back. So in the middle of this, there's this, Really awesome swimming pool right on the edge of a cliff looking out over the ocean. Wow. And then there's nobody in it. It's just there and it's maintained. So, of course, you know, my daughter went there every day and was like, (laughs) we swimming, swimming. So it's it's surreal. It's Mm -hmm. surreal there. And they just put the entire property for sale for $260 million, which... Seems like a rounding error for Larry Ellison, mm-hmm. right? All the all those those uh, Silicon Valley people are buying resorts on Lanai, and infuriating people for buying you know millions and millions of acres are not millions, but mm-hmm. you know yeah. ten thousand acres or whatever. Um, it seems like two hundred and sixty million dollars. There are so many, like even the guy from Snapchat could buy it. But I think when they do their due diligence and they realize. Like what the vibe is. Nobody has yet. I mean, what should happen is the state of Hawaii should buy it and return it to. They should buy the, that third mm, of the give, island. Give, give back it back to the locals. Yeah, or just turn it into a park. I don't know what. But it was a it was a head trip for me, and especially just in the in the in the way the world has been the last five or 10 years, all these ideas that we're, that we're chewing on all the time about identity and culture. And, and, uh, it's like, this is a, this is a, a crazy little, little test case of it or Petri dish or whatever it is. It's like, uh-huh. a, it's like a place where all that stuff is really, really out on the table. And, um, and you know, I, I did not come away with, with a, clearer picture of anything or like i didn't come away going aha this is how it should be um or this is how it shouldn't be Mm -hmm. i i just spent the whole time walking up and down the beach kind of chewing on the side of my cheek going like hmm wow what would you do how do you what is the you know like i never so that's a form of aloha right well and i think that's
0: proving my point that the it's the low the, the aloha that that maybe i don't understand aloha but i feel <laughs> I but i mean either. to me well maybe it's maybe it's not so different from thinking about the way that people like if, if you've gotten into what we might call meditation let's call it meditation even though a lot there of times they mean relaxation um, if you've gotten into meditation for some kind of insight or a breakthrough. Uh, you're not going to have a great time with it if you've gotten into it for a practice of learning to sit with discomfort. You're going to be better off if so. Like maybe you really should be going and getting a tape and doing relaxation instead of going after meditation because you're just going to drive yourself crazy because being bad at med- meditation is arguably the point of meditation. Mm-hmm. Point of aloha might be is that it's it's there. It's there's thing, a lot of things with my kid over the years where I haven't bothered giving skeleton key level advice because my kid didn't have the ears to hear it yet. And even I, you know, who knows if I would get it across very well, but like there's some things that can't be taught in life. I, I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh, being an automobile mechanic, you got to or you don't. I just mean in the sense that there's there's some things in life where the experience is so heavily based in your experience of the cognition of realizing and learning something that I could tell you something a thousand times take something. that's as dumb and cliche as measure twice, cut once, measure twice, cut once, which I learned from Bob Vila on public TV and measure twice, cut once the, the exist, the grave, like the, the project management triangle, the, the grave existential truth of measure twice, cut once. is going to seem like a good idea until you realize what that really means until you realize it's not about a two by four. It's about like you, you didn't do in whatever that situation was. Like something terrible has happened that is now irreversible, and it's before you cut, before you measured at all. So that cliche did you no good because you did not accept its <laughs> grave truth. And maybe in some ways that's what 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 aloha is. I mean, that's why I'm saying like meditation. If you're thinking that meditation is a is a light switch that helps you turn off stress, that's really gonna get in your way. Because instead, what it's going to be is that you're going to learn to be able to not get great at it necessarily, but accept, even just accepting that that feeling of being the wobbly wheel is the whole point of Buddhism, right? For example, Hmm. that's just one kind Hmm. of thing. I'm just saying with Aloha, if you show up with the kind of Aloha where you want like a a 23-year-old woman to pretend to like you while she puts flowers on you as you get off your, you know, KLA flight or whatever. Like, no, no, that's not what the aloha is. That That's a certain kind of aloha that you might have printed at a science store, but it's not the kind of, of deeper thing that a John Roderick is looking for, it seems to me.
1: No, and I've never had aloha be a thing that made me, you know, I never came back with a head full of aloha and reorganized my kitchen or, you know, or actually... Manage to banish anxiety, or you know, right. like it's always something that you, that I come back with, and then I and then it's, you know, it's just a lot of food for thought. And this is one that I didn't. I don't know how to vacation, Merlin. I don't know how to sit on a beach and relax. It's mm-hmm. always something, right? I'm always going to be. I'm always going to have my head, um, under the water, like looking for something. I, I I think for the next year I'm going to be thinking about Molokai and not fully understanding. I guess I, I guess part of it is, you know, watching the war in Ukraine and uh, on basically on Twitter, watching it on Twitter, and reading all the threads of of a thousand people all all commenting on exactly what is happening and what should be happening and what NATO needs to do and what Ukraine should do and they're just all armchair experts out in the world and and. And I guess having that feeling of like coming back from Molokai and honestly, honest to God, I have no idea what I would recommend. Right? Like, there's no. It's, kidding, it's like a, you
0: mean in the sense of like you come back and somebody says, "Oh, you know, what did you do there that we should do?" That kind of thing. Or,
1: well, or, yeah, about, or just life. Like, about life. If you look at Molokai and you feel and you, and you feel the situation of it, mm-hmm. and you and you and you kind of understand the, the the ground rules of it. And you think, you know, this is not its final form, right? <laughs> this is not, this cannot be for anyone living on Molokai. This cannot be what they, what their, what their hope is. Like this isn't Molokai in its, in its purest form. Hmm. There's a lot, it's a, it's, it's Molokai in a state of, of, of change. It's a, you know, it's in a state Right. uh, Between places. And normally in situations like that, my instinct is to have a plan, right? I mean, if you want to, we could do a whole, we could do a five-year-long program where I talk about Israel and Palestine. Thank God we never have. But, but (laughs) I've got a plan, right? I've got a plan for everything. I've got a plan for my neighborhood. I've got a plan for my next door neighbors. Like what they should do is my, that's one of the things that, that, uh, that makes life interesting to me. Like, I know what you should do. Yeah. You're practically a European
0: philosopher in the sense of that, that, that kind of interest in like the connection between what some people call metaphysics. And then the, the more like down, down on the just human level, like, what should I be doing? What, what, how, what is, what is a good life?
1: This would be a thing if you did this plus that, you know, here's, here's what you're missing. And being on Molokai, it was so naked. And I do not. I do not know enough, but also I don't know if there's anyone, I don't know if you could know enough to, to have a plan. And so what that feels like is that what's going to happen to Molokai is out of their hands in a, in a weird way. What's going to happen to Molokai is that there is no plan and it's going to just happen. And, and that's, And so I, you know, so so I come off the island just going like, (sighs) it feels like anything could happen, but that, but not, but not necessarily in a good way or in a hopeful way. Yeah. Like, like somebody's going to sell that to somebody and it's going to reset the clock on something and I'm going to, you know, so anyway, I think it's good. To be confronted by things in the world where there's no I where the only thing you can do is say there's no solution to this that I know of, mm-hmm. except for the passage of time. And and maybe that's the thing I I can bring to the rest of my life. There like this dispute with my neighbors.
0: Ah. Maybe there's no. Interesting. To this. I see. Maybe uh, I take only photos, thing. leave only footprints. But then you know the you know what if the Aloha was actually waiting in your side yard you didn't know it.
1: I'm constantly in trouble because I'm looking for solutions, and I and it's very hard for me not to think of everything as a thing that has a solution, and I don't know I, that's so baked into me. I, I'm I'm struggling even to to know how I, I could look at that directly, you know, like I have to look mm-hmm. at it through a mirror, Just, you know, kind of look at it. Like you look at a vampire or something. Oh, you're you saying know, like the, the way, you look, a,
0: the way that, it, that you'd look at a, uh, like a, like a, uh, what was this guy the sky thing? Like a Gorgon or a yeah oh, Gorgon. Or, you could use a shield like Perseus yep. did. I was saying yep. that like, when you look at an eclipse, right? Right. Yes. Right.
1: So, so yeah, I'm trying. It's the little house,
0: this. that little house out by the cliff house, where you can go and uh, the what's called the camera obscura, that thing, kind kind of like that. You're saying, You need a camera obscura
1: to even see that that there's a way to live where you're not thinking of solutions. <laughs> as a as a that, as no, as talk a, about a practice. That's not a thing driver. you're gonna.
0: That's not a thing you're gonna change in a long weekend.
1: That's I, that's going you get weekend. to study that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. As a lifestyle looking at looking at everything as a problem because it's a, a joy to think of a solution Ooh, God. is just how I, I that's what i do I, every morning I, I i put my belt on i hike up my pants so you can see my socks mm-hmm. and i walk out that's of the door a look. Yeah. and i go mm-hmm. who's got a problem you know what these street lights should have been three meters taller
0: they call him John Solution. They used to call him the Alphabet gun, but now they call him Johnny Solution. <laughs> I can't find my bell, but I but I would like you to congratulate me for remembering the name Perseus.
1: I am I was so impressed. I was like, I just read <laughs> You know I what did, I, almost I just said. read the Ovid a couple of like I a year ago. I almost said Harry Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dang.
1: <laughs> oh God, I love that movie. Sir Lawrence Olivier. Oh boy. Yeah. It's been a long time since I saw that. Movie. Oh God, it
0: used to be on, um, it's so funny. Like when I, we lived with my stepfather, we had cable for certain times and like, but like, and we didn't always have HBO. Sometimes we had HBO and Showtime. I don't understand how. What He made,
1: let the, he let the cable go off
0: sometimes? Well, I don't remember specifically how this worked. I remember that it was something like $40 a month for cable. Cable is one of those things that was always, almost always like 40. It was like a ridiculous amount of money for us. But anyhow, I want to say that it was on HBO or possibly Showtime, like all the time in 1981, 82. I remember it being one of the first movies. Uh, Siskel- Burgess saw-
1: Meredith was in that movie. Oh, shit, he sure was.
0: But seeing it was one of the first movies when I was really getting into Siskel and Ebert on PBS. Oh, yeah. They, I remember they did that. They did Return of the Co- Sakaka 7. They did, there's just certain movies I so clearly remember. Uh, being on what was it? It was on PBS and then HBO or something. Uh, anyway. Show Perseus. Perseus. I don't know where my I cleaned my office and I don't know where my
1: I was gonna I was gonna show Marlo uh, Clash of the Titans and I guess I haven't I it's it it not in the aged back of the list. Well.
0: She has it's got Ray Harryhausen shit. Uh, if she likes Ray Harryhausen it's got some Harryhausen in it. I don't know what that is. Ray Harryhausen is the guy who did all the amazing stop motion um in like 60s movies like in the hercules oh, yeah. movies where he fights yeah, yeah, the yeah.
1: skeletons like no she's not into any of that she's been lately she's been watching i love lucy hmm. and loving it no, like i, I hear her as a kid
0: it's so cracking comforting. It's so up. comforting
1: it really is every every episode lucy's got a scheme she's got a scheme she, Merlin. She's, 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 not, he, she's not she's not lucy can't sing you're not sing you are not let you sing in the show she's gonna she's here's what's gonna happen she's gonna pretend that she fell down the stairs and has a cast Uh so that so that Ricky that's how they
0: discovered once again Fred Mertz had killed a prostitute (laughs) again (laughs)